Tell me more. Oh, look at me. I buttered my body up. I don't know if I like your flavor. What are you doing? Well, I really teed you up for that one. I thought you were talking about Michael's. That can't get much shorter. I, I actually think that's good. Did I cross the line? I think it's a good thing. <laughs> at least I'm not alone <laughs> in the castration party. Nah, rocket baby. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We are an actual play Call of Cthulhu show set in a homebrewed universe created by our keeper. If you like what we do here and would like to support it, please check out underthelibrary.com support. There you'll find direct links to our first module. It's called The Snake's Oil, and it is on DriveThruRPG, and a direct link to our Patreon. Again, that's underthelibrary.com support, and we would appreciate it. And if you are a TTRPG gamer or GM looking to get more out of your gaming experience, check out our other show. It is called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. My name's Arthur. I am playing Buddy. I am joined by Scott as Eddie, Wayne as Sister B, Emily as Colette, Rick as Sam, and as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is yours. Hey, thanks for joining us under the library. We are a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. As a horror tabletop role-playing game, we do feature themes of violence, gore, and other unsettling imagery and descriptions that some viewers might gather to and flock to or find slightly unsettling, like Scott. But if you'd bring popcorn to watch a 50-foot groundhog run through your neighborhood, you're probably in the right spot. So stick around and Emily with last week's recap. All right. So as we began season four, Sister B heads to the pharmacy to follow up on the tests she ordered a few weeks earlier. Both of the samples she dropped off were supposedly contaminated. They contain a strange mold that the lab couldn't identify. Home with his family, Sam has a disturbingly vivid dream from his time in the army. He relives the death of his friend Ira Newsom in the middle of battle. Ira was from Bloodstone, South Dakota. And in the dream, he talked about how there was something wrong there in the mines, something strange. Across town, Colette visits with Nora, a widow who briefly allowed Colette to hide in her back room. Nora is visibly unsettled and tells Colette that the family next door was murdered two days ago. Colette retrieves Eddie and Buddy, and the three examine the gruesome murder scene, finding thus far that the police have done nothing to investigate, let alone clean the scene. And that is where we ended our session. All right, so let's just start right back up with Eddie and Buddy and Colette in the house next door. And Eddie, I think we should get things started with you making a pal roll for me. And you got to make it at disadvantage, Buddy. Oh, no. Not Buddy, sorry. I meant Eddie. Buddy as in a friend, <laughs> yes. not Buddy as in the hey, Buddy as in this Buddy. Either, yeah, let me buddy. just make it more confusing. Oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the rolls was a nine. The other roll was above. <laughs> Did it have a nine in it? 
No. <laughs> okay. Did it, have oh, okay. Two, did it have two nines in it? <laughs> no. No. I. I it just was all zeros. Yeah. Oh God. Was it really? Did you roll a hundred? No. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> no. 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 Eighty-four. Right. Did you see his eyes light up when he asked that question? <laughs> I'm scared. I one more bad roll, and I think Eddie's head's just going to explode, and a oh, pencil's no, no, going to no. come falling yeah. out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem the whole time. Uh, I was about to say that. That's what's been wrong with him. All right. Graphite poisoning. From the bag that Buddy has, you you hear something call to you. And it's a very resonant voice inside your head that says to you, I can make you feel better. Hmm. And can I resist it or... Am I just hearing this and I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds like something I want to listen to. It's pretty compelling with that with okay. that power roll that you you're really I, I I don't know that you necessarily would believe the voice, but your investigative it, instinct would I was gonna say it's gonna intrigue that. me, right? It's yeah, gonna make yeah. me so I'm just gonna be like, Hey, uh, buddy, you mind if I take a look at that stuff in your bag for a second? Uh yeah, yeah, sure. Um I just, out of character, just for a second, we had this discussion last week about whether or not Buddy would grab the book out of the bag, and I can't remember where we landed on it. You did not. You took the bag, and yep. the the bag's covered with blood, but I, I think you were about to, and then Eddie said something to you like, just grab that bag. Uh, okay. And let's call the cops and you know you're standing in the midst of a lot of yeah, flies yeah. Yep. and you not to mention have puke not feeling so all great. down the front of you yep. yep um so i'm thinking you're, you're yeah okay yeah yeah sure Eddie. why don't we get uh, out of here and then we can take a look at these books this yeah i have place to leave this. i have to get out i'll that just sounds, meet you outside i'll be on the front fine. porch I said, let me see the bag. I just, I, I'll take a look at it as we're walking down. I okay. wanna, I'm pretty interested in what's in there. Okay. And I'll sort of, you know, hold it by the handle, uh, you know, by the, I'm, I'm picturing it as like a messenger style bag, like a long handle one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm holding it by that. Um, so, you know, the bag's a couple feet, uh, you know, the book's a couple feet below my hand and I'm sort of holding it up and starting to get up and, and walk out, but, you know, sort of Yeah. And I'll sort of, toward so you. I'll pull it open, reach in and grab the bag and pull it out. Okay. Right, even before book. even before you reach in, right? Uh, you're holding the bag and and it says to you again it says Eddie Eddie I can make you feel very good. Nice. So I, I, <laughs> Not that kind of good. Wait, wait, wait. Can you Gross. mouth it while I hear that in in Art's no. voice? <laughs> so yeah so i'm like i'm like this is great i'm i said i i need to feel better i need something out of this and so i'm reaching in and i'm pulling the book out of the bag okay wait there's... do you say that out loud what what you just said yeah, oh yeah 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 but i'm mumbling it you'd have to be listening so closely sure roll on it okay Go for it, roll buddy. on it because you'd be you'd have to be listening this I is mean, i'm right next to you yeah 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 but mumble right like oh. yeah no i don't think i got it, it was a 67 um it's close, but so my guess is that what you'd hear. I'm not trying to play keeper, but you'd hear sort of me talking to myself indistinctly. Okay. Uh, you you okay there, Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I just I, I want to see what's in this book. It just seems like it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, Boop. And there there's two books inside. One 
is pretty cut crusty with blood. And the other one that's next to it is very clean. I's grabbing the clean one. How, how's okay. that book so clean? Uh, and uh, I'm gonna look into the bag and see if the area around that book is clean. I uh, oh I uh, sure make a yes, it is. I, there's <laughs> no reason to roll on that. okay. That's... So in fact, the book that where the books were touching, the other book is clean, but with blood around it. And mm. the the book that Eddie pulled out is completely clean. But the side of the bag that that, that, that book, book was, was against yeah. is clean? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it almost looks like half the bag got blood, half the right. bag did. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't look like the whole bag and everything's bloody, but the book comes out clean is what I was getting at. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Still a little weird. Okay. So I got a book in my hand. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it in my hand. Make a spot hidden on that, buddy. Let's let's get a little further oh, okay. into this. Right. I guess why not? Eddie, you make a con roll as as he's making that roll. I did not critically fail a spot hidden roll. Good job. Uh, I actually got a hard success. Yeah, it, you look at this and it's a little odd because the the blood staining on the bag mm-hmm. seems to come within inches of the book, but you're. You're probably with that passing it off that maybe this area just didn't get splattered, mm-hmm. but you do notice that there's not. It's not like it's right around the book, but it, it comes pretty close to the edges. How'd okay. you do on that constitution? I got a already? hard success. Nice, and so you're holding the book, and you feel bonded to the cover in a strange way, like it touches your hands and it feels almost warm. And are you opening it? What are you doing with it? Yeah. So first I want to examine the outside, look at yeah. the binding, look at the cover, just get a sense of what kind of book it is. And if I'm assuming, buddy, at this point, you said you wanted to head out. Yeah, so I was I was wa- actually kind of walking down the hallway as yeah, I so was carrying I'll, the book, the bag. I'll be sort of holding it and looking at it, but I'm also sort of walking. So it's not like I'm trying not to get so engrossed that I don't know how to walk downstairs mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Just don't, yeah. Don't when we get to the top of the stairs, stairs I'm, I'm going to say, hey, uh, what, watch your step there, uh, sir. Yeah, guy, guy I'm just, I'm, I, I can read a book and walk downstairs. Um, are you still walking with your cane or did you leave it behind? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think the way I'm sort of treating the cane is like, like what you see is that I like, if I got a cane, I'm barely using it. Like, I'm yep. like, I, I love you, buddy. You're a good guy, but... I'm okay. I can just keep walking. I promise you if I need it. Well, no, I'm not talking to you about it. I'm just asking if the cane is on your person right now. Yeah, it's on my person. Okay. But it's sort of tucked under my arm. Sure. Okay. I think he's just trying to figure out what leaves the house and what gets left behind, Mm -hmm. which is probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the book's old, right? It's at this um, and yellowed pages. Like, are they, are they white or have they become yellowed? They're uh, no, they're they're not crisp or any or dry or anything like that. But it just you can tell by the dates in some of the uh, the book that uh, seem seem rather odd. And it's all a handwritten journal. And then a well, few. I, just for what it's worth, I haven't opened it yet. I'm still just. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the outside. I like. I, I just want to leather get a sense. with a buckle on the outside. Okay, so I, there's nothing distinct on the outside. So in that, yeah. if that's the case, once I get to the bottom of the stairs and it's safe, I'm going to unbuckle it and open it. Oh, all right. And then, is there anything, buddy or Colette, that you're doing at this point? 
Colette's already outside. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Buddy's just heading down the stairs, uh, you know, kind of anxious to get outside. Um, right. Yeah. Let's, we'll cut to Sister B then. I think we'll cut to Sister B. Maybe we won't cut to Sister B. <laughs> we'll cut to Sam then. That's great. All right there. Okay. And last we left you, you were in the middle of a field staring at an ant mound. Yep. <clears throat> Of the manse, and then I probably snap out of that, and uh, I'd uh, spend the day uh, with my son, old Lamus, and after getting the animals all squared away there, I'd go back in and, uh, well, probably tuck in for lunch with Cheryl. Not Greta or Rachel, just Cheryl. No, not Rachel. Not today. Today's our Cheryl day. Oh, good, good. <laughs> And uh, anything significant here? Do you want me to be Cheryl? Or... Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to take up and I'm going to read the paper. Anything that's been going on in the paper that's interesting or uh, unique? Yeah, make a, a roll on that. Let's find out. Oh, that's a 13. Hmm. And <clears throat> let's see. In the, in the paper then... There's an article on a reporter follow-up that there continues to be issues in the straits. People missing, and the article goes on hmm. to say that it's the reporter's belief that there's been a tremendous cover-up. from Because from what they can tell, that there's been far more people missing or... Uh, and and crime happening than's being reported out and it doesn't seem that there's been any response so there's a little bit of investigative reporting with the residents finding that the there's been no real kind of legal follow-up or government follow-up into been into what's going on and that the amount of people missing if the reporter has these facts accurate is indeed quite alarming mm. And now, is there a list of who's missing? Yes, there is a list of people who are purported to be missing. And being someone who's uh, been in this town for some time, would I recognize some of these individuals who are now missing? Uh, yes, prosecutor. Yeah, and uh, and so I'll turn to, Sh to Cheryl and say, Cheryl, do you, you, do you see this about the straits? Uh, oh... Sam, what are you going on about now? All these folks disappearing in the straits. Look, 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 look. We, we know like half of them on this list. Yes, Sam. Well, isn't that, isn't that peculiar? Aren't you worried, Cheryl? Our, our neighborhoods uh, are disappearing before our eyes. Sam, did we move? N no. Do we did we buy a house in the Straits and I missed it? No, I suppose I just made a little community here as a whole. Uh huh. Are they any different than us, Cheryl? We're all part of the same town. I suppose that you're you're going to go off and find why they're all missing. Leave well, me I... to tend to the cows for another few weeks and maybe do the 
chores. No, we talked about this. I, Maybe I turned... Amos can start making breakfast every morning and. Well, he is getting to the age where you'd hope, you know, maybe we can teach him some good old life skills. What What are you saying, Sam? Are you leaving again? I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying maybe it's worth going to poke our heads over, make sure everything's going all right. I've been here for two, three weeks now, Cher. I'm yours. Uh huh. You you go on and you go do whatever you're gonna do, Sam. I'm not gonna stop you. No. And she picks up her plate and she just starts walking to the kitchen. Cheryl, Cheryl, all right, Cheryl. Do you need anything from town if I go in? Yeah, if you see a husband who wants to stick around <laughs> and help on the farm for more than two or three weeks, I'd love for you to bring him back. That'd be so nice. Oh, I'll Damn. see if I can find one for you there, Cheryl. No problem. Whatever. And I and I'll and I'll head out to the side and I'll see probably Lamus there playing around. You know, I kind of ruffles hair and say, listen, bud, uh I'm headed into town. Can I get you anything from the store? Want some candies? Oh how about a bicycle? Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> bike that you told me about. Oh, that's is right. It, is it in yet? You said it was ordered and that <clears throat> it just hasn't come in yet. Do you think maybe it's at the post office? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, the post office, they after the uh, war, they just uh, they're getting their act together. I got to tell you, I could have probably driven out and gotten one back myself from the East Coast. But here's the thing, Amos. I'm going to go in and I'm check for you. How's that? Okay, Dad. I can't wait. I'll be so excited. I'll wait right there on that tire swing. I'll wait for you to get back. All right, Amos. Well, I'll uh, I'll be right back for you. All right. Now, now you mind your mother, and uh, well, we'll go from there. All right. All right. So while Sam goes out to get some milk, let's cut over to Sister B. <clears throat> okay. So Sister B had stood up, if I remember correctly, because and she. Uh, we ended with Sister B opening, opening the door. Opening the door. Yep. She's and walking the, and towards the two, door. Yeah, and the two privates standing right there. And the two soldiers are there, and uh, let's see how we're going to do this. Um, so, uh, all right, here we go. Sister B. Sister B, make a, I, I tell you what, make a sand roll. All right. <laughs> oh. Perfect for the story. She doesn't get it. Okay. Then what she hears is this. Okay. And so she she hears them speaking in Russian to her. Um, but uh, what what they're saying in, mm -hmm. in, in in real time is they're really just saying, what are you doing here? But she hears them speaking in Russian and what she would hear them say in Russian is, is what are you hiding? Yes. And uh, so she opens doors and she sees Soviet soldiers. And she goes, what am I hiding? Oh, you are here. You have come to, you have come to convent. Oh, you have been here before. Oh, and she says, uh, you, you, you can come in if you'd want to. Come this way. 
and she motions them. Does this door go into the kitchen? Because the kitchen is yeah, where it she... opened like right into the kitchen. So that's why. Right, and yeah. the table at the kitchen is where she has her suitcase, and her suitcase is laying on top of the table. Okay. And she goes over and she coughs a little bit. <coughs> oh, ex excuse me. Uh, there's much d d dust in this house, and if you could s smell in uh, sorry in the convent. It is it is very dusty and a little bit moldy here. It's a very old building. Oh, oh you know, it's been here 500 years, you know. And she goes, I will have a, a, a small sipper of water and then I'll talk to you soldiers. Just one moment. And, and they're saying, ma'am, are, are you okay? Why are you here? That's what they're saying. But what you're hearing is, is, some, is a, a very uh, aggressive tone mm -hmm. in Russian. And so she goes over and she says, oh, no, no, I, I, I will I will help you soldiers in one moment. I must go over and, and sit down at the table if you would just give me one moment. And, she, you know, she wants, you know, she says, oh, just stay where you are for one second. I, I just will sit down. And she grabs a glass of water and uh, if, if there was one sitting around or fills one and sits down at the table behind her suitcase. Okay. And they're looking very quizzically at you. And uh, one of them reaches out to kind of get your attention. He's, uh, these guys are young. They're probably in their very early 20s, if not late teens. And... So how far away are they from her when he, re he reaches out? So uh, imagine you're saying table, but I've always imagined kind of a center island in the kitchen, okay. right? Yeah. Uh, that I think you're describing. And so that's what pappy like slept on the floor next to right. and mm -hmm. and that's what you're um so you know in total that thing's probably like five feet long by a couple feet wide and so if you're getting water on the other side of it they're probably reaching across mm -hmm. um to try and get your like see like if you're okay and in fact they might even at this point uh, they'd probably actually um split up and go around not to like mm -hmm. kind of attack you in any way but just to kind of like you know you're, you're acting strange they're not expecting you to be here and they're moving around and they're saying are, are you okay sister like what what are you here for and so this is where it sits because oh no just stay where you are everything would be okay it's, it's, uh, stay, stay on the other side of island i will help you in one second and then she goes and she goes to her suitcase and then uh, she does say uh, to them. And do they did they stop approaching? That's what she was hoping for. Yeah, let me see what happens with that. Uh, how how persuasive are you? Oh, extremely persuasive. That's one of her yeah, main things. Let's, let's see how persuasive you are. Ooh, that is a uh, three points from a hard success. Okay, so they do. They they kind of they take their pauses, and there there's one basically on each end of the island at this point, and you're standing in the middle. Okay, and, and the suitcase in front of her, and she says, yeah. "Oh," and she says, "Oh, let let me get up," and she hits the the latches on her suitcase. She says, "I need to get out my medicine, and oh, I have water for it, and I will be uh, less dizzy in one moment if you would just uh, give me one the moment I will talk to you." And she goes in there and she fiddles around in her suitcase. The one to the right of you starts to look concerned and he goes back to the other side and he's like, oh, let me help you, sister. And so he starts walking back to across the counter from you um, to help you kind of like move through the suitcase. 
Like he's Ooh. he's he's moving towards the suitcase to try and like help you open it. Okay. Now this is where she'll use her dexterity, which is okay. incredibly high. Okay. And I guess we we'll, we can roll on that. She makes an easy an easy success. Okay. And inside are inside are some snaps to a secret bottom. Okay. And she hits the snaps with the secret bottom. The snaps um if you hit them wrong, little little fish hooks come out. And uh Jesus. It's a little secret nasty thing. To get. It's actually, they're bent fish hooks, so when they snap, they catch on to fingers and hold on, so whoever does it gets their hands stuck in there. And mm. it's an old trick. So she snaps it, and that snaps, and she goes, oh, the medicine is right down here. And she reaches in with her good dexterity, and she pulls out her really cool 1930s mouser. Her pistol. The machine pistol with the cartridge, mm -hmm. the cool one okay. that all the so Soviets have. And she points and, and she says, you're the ones who killed sister. Uh, Emily, what was your character's name? Joe. Joe. She says, you're the ones who killed sister Joe and took her away. And she pulls the trigger and shoots him. Okay. We'll cut from there to back to Scott, uh, to back to Eddie. Yikes. <clears throat> All right. So, Eddie, you're still in the house. Yep. So I'm once I get to the bottom of the stairs, I'm unbuckling and uh, the book tell me more i'm unbuckling it slowly <laughs> yes yes um Art, and then i'm that? gonna open up the book and look at sort of the cover page and then start thumbing through okay as you open the cover page you realize this is a diary right we've kind of okay. been through this book that joe's read several yep. times and so you know I, I can get into the exposition but essentially you're reading somebody's diary uh and it, probably standing at the bottom of the stairs there you're not going to have too much time but um, the the thing that, uh, that you notice the most as you're holding this book and looking at the cover page is that uh, your stomach like gurgles a little bit or turns and you haven't had like kind of any gastro activity in a, in a while and would, would, so would it be safe to say that I'm hungry no not not that you just you feel a movement in your stomach right like it's a little bit uh, yeah buddy felt a movement in his stomach it wasn't very good <laughs> was it a hunger movement in my stomach <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah so i uh, oh that's a little weird what the uh, you, you okay sir I'm good. What, my, so my what's stomach. the book about? What, what, what's I haven't what been it hungry say? lately, and all of a sudden, you know, my stomach is is at least moving a little bit. That's something new. That that's a little creepy. That after coming out of that place, you're feeling hungry. Well, I'm not hungry. I don't know if that's so stomach, good. My stomach woke up a little bit. That's yes. You know, so did my mine. Stomach's been dead for weeks. So, you know, you got to force feed me toast these days. It sucks, but it. Hey, look! If my stomach wakes up a little bit, that's okay by me. I'll, I'll I'll go sniff a dead body if it gets me lasagna. That's all I'm saying. That's that's <laughs> a weird thing to say, but okay. Uh, so don't you think we should call somebody? Oh yeah, we gotta. If only they invented telephones that would go with you when you traveled places. Oh wow, that would be like the future. You know, there's a comic book I read where they Dick have Tracy? that. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, if only if I could press a button on my magical I mean, watch. Yeah, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be amazing if we could if we could do that? <laughs> wow, we that'd could be like, crazy. It's like, who knows? The future's never going to be that good. Who no, knows? it can't be that good. We'll have hoverboards before we have that. I'm sure. Well, flying cars have got to be right around the corner, right? Yeah, I know that. Anyway, it, the, it, it, um, 
did, did was there a phone in the house? Can we use the phone here? I would actually just. My guess is if this is in the Straits, they don't have phones. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we could run run back to the um, to our place quick, and I can change, and you can call. I got to say, I, I'm tempted to just go straight to the police, but I guess we'll call, and we're gonna they're gonna hear it because we gotta we gotta get them down here taking care of this stuff. This is disgusting. They should be treating these people like people. They're treating them worse than animals. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. okay. No, it's not okay. Okay. Um, so then. Um, I guess we, yep. Uh, Colette, is that okay with you? Oh, I didn't know you'd left the house yet. Says Emily, not Colette. Well, we were just down at the, uh, I'm picturing us like on the front porch. Yeah. Okay. Like slowly, I I pictured us sort of slowly walking out with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, not, not with me because I rushed out at the beginning because I wasn't Uh, feeling well when I said, I have to get outside. I'm going outside. So I'm sitting out on the porch, probably just head in my hands, uh, thinking okay but that's where i'm sitting so colette you never went inside and saw the bodies then that is not correct oh okay okay i'm I'm sorry sorry. this was so confusing the very beginning of our scene colette said i have to get out of here Mm -hmm. i'm going outside yeah i I heard that and then she went outside right Mm -hmm. so i didn't think she ever went upstairs Oh, I, we were but, all upstairs we were all there. at the end of the last oh, okay. episode oh, looking at the saying. body that we okay. thought was Pappy's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And the okay. bloodiness and the smell and the flies were too much for me. Yep. Okay. And I went outside. Okay. <laughs> so wait, did you say you were going outside before you went outside? <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> I think I very said confusing, Emily. I was going outside. <laughs> the problem is you said you were going outside. That that's confusing. Yeah. So I'm outside. Keeper is not the. the... (laughs) And if you two come out, you'll find me sitting on the edge of the porch with your head in your hands. Head in my hands. You got it. That's where I am. Colette, are you you okay, ma'am? I don't know what's going on in this neighborhood. I don't know if this has something to do with the disappearances. That's a good question. yeah, it kind of seems like it does. It's horrible. I got to say, for a small town, the, the crime rate here, the murder rate is through the roof. This place is, you don't see shit like this. I go to big it's cities. Per capita numbers are very bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the dead bodies. It's almost like there's some maniacal force who is just cruel and bitter ruling over this in a just horrific way. Yeah. I mean, you know how I ended up in Nora's. I... I was staying with another family. Well, a small, I mean, a small, it was just a father and his daughter, but they took me in and they disappeared. There's been, they a, disappeared. Yeah. The there streets. was no blood though. Well, yeah, With, I, I was hiding here for yeah. a while before you found me. Yeah. There's been a lot of disappearances in the Straits lately. Right, buddy. Was, was there any evidence at their house? I don't know, Keeper. Mm. How long ago was this? We'll give the Keeper a minute to think. <laughs> Thank you. Way to interrupt that. I mean, it's been probably a month because hmm. I've been, I mean, I've been hiding out in the hotel with you for th- three weeks yeah. and yeah. I spent a little time f- following some of you around town and trying to figure out what was going on and 
And then before you were that, at the I was Army Depot, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was hiding in the straits after I escaped. Oh, after I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. So, do uh, does that? Do you think the house has been empty ever since? Ever since you left? I don't know. I haven't gone back. I'm wondering if we should go back, go there, and look for any clues. And I mean, uh, if we do, we got to split up because I got to get to the phone and I got to call. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I meant I, I just meant eventually. I didn't mean right now. Okay. Right now, my I I want to go home and change my shirt. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a little disgusting. Though. Yeah, it's it. Uh, imagine having it on. It's gross. <laughs> um. So are, unless are, unless anything else, we're gonna get in the car, see if Colette's cool with it, and then and then head back to our place so that we can call the cops. Yeah, but I'm going to make sure the door's closed. Um, and, you know, if I can sort of re-nail it, um, I would okay. do that. It's because I don't want, like, you know, kids wandering in there or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. So in the car, I'm just going to keep reflecting on this. I hadn't, I mean, it seems crazy to say that I hadn't thought about it too much, but a lot of other shit went down. Mm-hmm. And um, and now she's just thinking about, the family again or the, the her time in that house and she stayed for a while after they disappeared but it was just too strange mm. can you make i'm sorry i know you can uh make a perhaps i'll make a roll <laughs> make an intelligence roll <laughs> that is an ex hard success a hardly extreme success. A hardly okay. extreme success. All right. Then where did you stay in that house? Did you have like a hideaway spot? No, in that house, I was just in a guest bedroom. Um, I met this girl when I was hiding. She was like mid-teens and she was living with her father and her mother had passed away and it kind of it kind of worked. I, I didn't look too much older. And I just stayed there with them for a while, for a couple of weeks. Okay. Then let's say this. It's fair to say that Colette did a lot of snooping around the town and right following mm-hmm. people, trying to figure out who's on the up and up and things like that. And one evening you were out somewhat late doing just this. And you got close to the house and you thought you heard a commotion and and then it was really really quiet but it was just something that triggered your instincts so you didn't go charging into the house and from a distance it's nighttime but across the street you saw a couple of individuals carrying two bodies out of the house over their shoulder uh uh, and the the individuals who you were staying with and um so i knew it was them is that what you're saying yeah okay and uh they were loaded into a a vehicle a, a car and driven away very quickly and did i just remember this or did i i mean you know my memories are a little right i see after the facility right and so i would say maybe it, we don't have to define why at this moment, but yeah, you had a flash of this all of mm-hmm. it, and you and and it's a little bit concerning to you that like you're like this wasn't a memory, but this seems to be what I remember having seen at some point. Does that make sense? 
So kind like, of. You don't you don't remember the exact right? It's not like a part of your memory in terms yeah. of like, oh yeah, I remember this, but all of a sudden this flash of it appears and it makes you question like what else you don't remember seeing or don't or what else you don't remember doing. Yeah. In that flash, did I know what kind of a vehicle it was? Car, van, truck. Yeah, a, a car, a, a fairly nondescript, um, dark-colored mm. car that uh, you wouldn't be able to, you know. I, I, I'm going to say it, that part of the vision is a little more unclear, the definition of the car and things. Yeah, but, but it was a car. Yeah. Okay. And I, as this comes back to me, as I'm reflecting in the car, I will share this with Eddie and Buddy and just feel some embarrassment, some discomfort with the fact that I don't know why I didn't, I don't know where this came from and why I didn't remember it. And I just have these holes in my memory. You went through a pretty traumatic experience. I, I think that would be to be expected. What what else do I know that I don't know? Yeah, good question. I've, seen, I've seen this happen a lot, and I think you just you gotta be prepared because you're gonna see something, you might see a color, you might see some image, and it's just gonna bring back a memory. You gotta be prepared for that because I think our brains try and keep us safe, right? When we see bad stuff, if we see it if we remember it all at once. Sometimes that hammer us. So I think it's just your brain trying to keep you okay. And as you're talking to her, you hear, you should be reading me, not talking to her. Do I resist or do I do I sort of... It's just in your head, right? Okay. And just putting that out there, that's what All you right. And I am driving. And I'm, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, so yeah, let me, uh, I'm just going to keep looking at this book. So Colette, it's a... Uh, yeah, it sounds like you're doing okay there, kid. And I'm just gonna what is go that? right back down. Eddie, what is that? Yeah, uh, no, it's a book. I just I found it. It looks like someone, some of the evidence. I wanted to take a look at it, and I'm thumbing through the pages, reading the. It was in that bloody bag that was in the bathroom. Oh. But the but the book was not bloody at all. It was a little weird. What Eddie, kind of a book is it? Is it history? Is it arcane? No, it's uh, it's just uh, someone's diary. So by now, have I looked at it enough to know whose diary it is? Yeah, it it, it says Casper Muscovane somewhere in 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 that diary. Oh. Do you tell us that? Yeah, so it's uh, it belongs to this guy Casper uh, Muskrat or something. I don't know. It's Casper it, Muscovane. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not what I said, but I think that's correct. <laughs> I know who that is, right? I mean, that's that's the magician. Yeah, that, I mean, you were yeah. searching for yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's um, the that's me, the magician. Let me, let me correct a little something. It's okay. only because you turn to the most recent page, and you see it writing out his name. Wait, they like, wouldn't see that though, like Harry Potter no, style. They would not. See, they would not see that. <laughs> yeah. Like he's holding the Horcrux. All right, so I take my wand and I flash <laughs> it in the air. So that it can spell, I am Lord Voldemort. Yep. <laughs> um, so it, 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 I'm going to close it when I see that. And I'm going to sort of set it aside. And I'm just going to be like, what, what, what the fuck did I just see? What, what, what's going on, sir? What, are I, you okay? I, I think I'm tired. 
I don't know. I don't, I didn't see anything. I, ju- I think I'm tired. I think I just, I got to rest or something. I think this has been a long fucking day. Keeper, can I ask a question? Yeah. Would it be too much of a stretch <clears throat> to associate this potentially creepy journal with the conversation I overheard where Joe was trying to convince sister B that her journal was talking to her. I wish Eddie had actually said the journal was talking to him because yeah, then I, I would definitely to, pick up on that, but I, this might be too much of a stretch. Uh, yeah. I, I, if, unless Eddie says that, I think that that would be a stretch okay. because Joe was in such a state mm-hmm. when you yeah. saw that, that I don't know how much credence you're going to lend that. You, I tell you what, yeah. you know what? That's not up to me to decide. Make oh, it's a, up to the dice. Yeah, make mm-hmm. an intelligence roll on it. That seems like an idea that. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I need to find my sheet because that is really close to the line between I'm going to burn a luck to make it a hard success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, I'll let you save your luck because it, it needs an extreme. To oh, make it. thanks, Keeper. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I won't be that much of a jerk. Uh, I, I think that that would require kind of a big leap. To, so okay. we'll put that in the That's fair. category. That's fair. Um, all right. So Buddy is I, super curious about this Casper, Casper Muscovine thing because he was like really into that whole thing. Uh, yeah. So it, does, does, does it say anything about Lana in there, sir? Uh, uh, I don't Cause, I don't, look, I'm do you, I, I'm asking a favor right now, okay? I don't think I want to look at the book anymore, okay? Can you, we just maybe talk about it later? Oh, 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 okay. I don't want to look at that book anymore. Okay. All right. And uh, I'm not putting it down. Yeah. My guess is that it's right next to me, and I'm still sort of touching it, but I'm I'm just going to do my best not to open it or look I'd at it. I'd say you're probably squeezing it pretty tight by your side. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Um, all right. And then I, as you, as you hold the book and you think about it, writing and you think about that voice, uh, something really strange happens to you and you think to yourself, I'd really love a potato chip. And you haven't had that thought. I mean, weeks. let's be clear. This is Eddie Ten Fingers Del Dingendorf. I'm thinking I really want a lasagna, but if you want me to <laughs> I think start that with might, a I think that might be I'll racist. Start, <laughs> I'll start with a Del Dingendorf. That's not exactly. That's just what you what you ate in the neighborhood. Uh, so, but yeah, I just I'm like, oh, buddy, buddy. I you know what I want? What, I want what, a potato chip. Oh, I want that's I want a motherfucking that... potato chip. Wow. And on that, that will cut. Want, oh, I haven't sorry. won a potato chip in forever. All right. And then on that, we'll cut and go to a break. All right. Cool. Everybody take a few minutes and we will see you on the other side. We are back from break. We are short one Scott. He had a rough night last night, didn't get much sleep. So we let him off the hook early. But the rest of us are ready to go. Michael, back to you. All right. And we check in on. Sam Wagoneer, yes. Isn't that where we left off? Or no, did we go to oh yeah, we went to Sam we go to Sam Wagoneer. Are you sure no. you're sending it to Michael? We could just go. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Sam's driving his car into the city, but uh on his way he's got uh, a little to do list 
he does this every couple of weeks now and uh stops yeah, off board. The... let's go over to system joking <laughs> stops <laughs> wow stops what? off at the Damn. stops off at the public library to use their tape recorder and he sits down and he reads uh, a chapter out of a book and records it and then he takes uh takes it and checks it out and then goes over to the hospital and uh he uh gives it to the nurses to play for joe uh so that uh there's something there for her to listen to a uh, week after week and uh it's either sweet or creepy into... i'm not sure which it's... <laughs> get back into the car can, can and... we discuss what kind of tape recorder exactly that sam's using is this an eight track is it a it's got to be real no, real not, not... no it's real not... real no, I know. Real to I'm, real I'm 1940s. Sorry, just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, messing with a sweet moment, Keeper. It was it was a little creepy for me. I got to be honest. Really? Yeah. I try to do something sincere and it comes back creepy. Well, Joe likes it. Okay. Oh, I'm going to make right. a sand roll right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think Art needs to make a sand roll. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. This uh... is getting weird. Anyway, so we'll 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 continue what, on his can, journey. Wait, wait, wait. What title are you reading? Yeah, Sam. What book was it? The um, complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first I'd probably read Moby a little Dick? bit of what's going on in local news to her, and then I'd move on to some of the classics, Catcher in the Rye, uh, things of that sort, and I would uh. So you're reading to her about abductions. Catcher, and existential crises. I don't know. I'm picking turn. Uh, there, Joe. Catcher in the existential crisis wasn't big enough. I was 50s. Is that I'm right? going to read uh, you a book that wasn't written about one. <laughs> I, I read her poetry out of, like, uh, you know, Hemingway and the like, Mark Twain. Poor Sam, I'm trying to do something genuine. And yeah, just, we're just yeah. and you assholes. All over yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. it's sweet of you, Sam. You know Thank what? You. Here, here, make a. Oh, you know what? Make a persuade roll. Uh, well, let's see here. Yeah. Nope. That's okay. a. Yep. A add three points to it then. Hmm. Thank you so much, Keeper. Look at that. Sure. Look at that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, what do you do after? And so, yeah. So, I, I, I go into town and I try to stop by the local. Uh, supposed to stop by the local uh, Wadden Hole, and I go in for a, a, a beer and uh, just start chatting with the locals about any of the, the 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 issues coming up with the straits and what they may know or what they may have heard or anyone that's disappeared. All right. Make a luck roll. Nope. <laughs> uh, you get into the watering hole and it's kind of midday and you're pretty much just alone with the bartender right now. Bartender's, so we'll... bartender's name? Jason. Jason. How you doing there? What's going on, Sam? I just uh, figured I mosey on by. I was reading the paper and uh, all these disappeared. Where are you now? 
Yeah, I was. You know that local paper. Uh, good for nothing except maybe a couple of good uh, uh, yucks. But uh, saw this whole come up and about uh, his disappearances in the straits. Uh, half half the people I know on that list. Uh, would you know if you hear anything? And anyone uh come on through here? Are they investigating it? Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of, you know, when they sound the alarms for the, God, I can't dogs? think of what the, that's it, the dogs, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty strange, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's all pretty strange, you think that's got some connection? That seems like a jump or misdirection. I, I no, I just you're talking about what you think strange, and I'm wiping down glasses here, and I just think the that uh, I mean, you ever see any of the? Oh, uh, God, I can't. I don't. Everything okay they, with you, Jason? What are they called? The dogs. Yeah, the dogs. The dogs. Hey, you know, you ever see any dogs around here? No. Jason, you feeling all right? Yeah, Sam, you feeling all right? I'm feeling okay, but you you seem to got a case of the forgots. I I just I, for whatever it is, I that word's hard for me. I don't know. I can talk about anything else, but I go to say. I, I just, so if it's I, not if it's not cats, it's. Uh, I, uh, dogs. Sorry, yeah. I remembered there, but it's I. Yeah. You know, some this one of those weird words. You don't you don't have a word that escapes you from time to time, Sam? No. No, I guess that dog don't hunt. But uh I suppose we'll let you uh Why well, you gotta rub it in, Sam? Yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling a little provocative because somebody makes fun of me when I'm being sentimental, so fuck it. Uh so Oh, so you're an angry <laughs> you're an angry drinker. I haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> uh so all right, Jason. Well, you uh you be well i guess i'll move on and uh go about my errands here but you hear anything you go ahead and ring me up all right sam um uh, you have a good afternoon too okay we'll cut over to sister b as the crack crack of her gun going off i need you to make a firearms roll for the handgun sister b Oh my goodness, that is one of her very best things because she shoots lots of guns, and that is okay. a that is a uh, oh yes, that's a hard success, and it's a nice it's a mouser, so it's a nice high velocity. Okay, how many rounds are you firing? I think oh just two. Okay, uh, so make another roll. Uh, I think you have to make the second one at disadvantage. Okay, well the mouser, I think you just hold the. Yeah. Uh. We got an 87. Okay. So uh, you plug the guy in front of you uh, right in the chest. I mean, just hit him. Uh, he he turns, and the second shot catches him in the shoulder. Um, and as that happens, you see the guy at the – so this guy's right across the island from you, and then there's a guy to the left of you. Uh, and he's fumbling with his sidearm 
because he was obviously not in a position and in fact wasn't really even prepared for this scenario and um he's he's fumbling you would have an opening to take another action so how close is he uh not far probably three to three and a half feet okay this is easy uh sister b because she has her uh spy physical training and the shots she doesn't want to shoot too many bullets and so she has the mouser and she steps forward with her gymnastics ability and her fighting brawl and uh she swings uh swings the the butt of the gun which is very heavy uh at his head oh okay because that's what she does she's she's a brawler oh she, my goodness she, she uses her spy she uses she has her uh okay roll on it then her spy training ability little nun is a brawler so she's a nun with a big gun and she also knows martial arts <laughs> and so she has an extreme uh oh Three points from extreme success, so super hard success. Okay, and uh, he's fumbling. He he's actually looking down at the holster and doesn't catch this at all. And she clocks him right upside the head, and um, he nails his chin on the counter as he goes down. She just cold clocks him out with the side of the pistol, and he nails his chin and really knocks himself out as he falls on the floor. Um, okay. The other guy's on the floor, though, and uh, yeah, he would be holding his chest, and he's moaning at this point. And so Sister B goes over to him, and then this is where she she stands uh, above him, looking down at him, and she has her mouth, sir. And she says, uh, says, oh, your accent gave you away when you came in. You were the soldiers that came from Minsk from last time, the ones that came and took all the sisters in Ivana. What are you... What are you talking about? And she says, oh, you can keep... Well, what is she here, actually? Interesting. Uh, make another... Did you lose any sand when you made that sand roll? Or didn't make that sand roll? Uh, no. Okay, okay. we should probably... Uh, you take a couple of points of damage off that. And I think make another roll to see... Make another sand roll to see if you're kind of still in that vision or if you've made your way out of it. Oh, my goodness. Well, you don't really have hard successes, but she rolled a 12. Okay. So. And and so uh it, yeah, she hears him she hears him in reality saying, oh, "What are you talking about?" And she says, "Oh." And she she's kind of she'd be going back and forth and she looks around and she says, "Oh, you're our soldiers. You're the men in uniform. You're the ones I know. You had something to do with uh with Joe." And then she, she doesn't say Sister Joe at this point, but she would say, Joe, you had something with two of the Joe and everything in, in Richard and the whole house here. And so Joe, people, Joe Thromble? What are you? Who, Sergeant Joe? Who are you talking about? Joe? And she's, the convent is destroyed because of you people. And now you people are here and you're destroying everything in this in this new world. And this cannot be this cannot be accepted. You are a godless creatures. And she pulls the trigger and shoots him. All right, and make another. Uh, you can make it with advantage, but make another firearms roll. Okay. So that is a success. Okay. And a regular success. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so you, I assume you're shooting him in the head, right? Um. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Any. Anyway, yeah. No, just yeah. Okay. She would do that. All right. 
Uh, so you, you you shoot him in the head, and he goes still right there on the floor. He's bleeding out kind of all over the place on the floor, and then the other guy is passed out at the end of the counter. And she does your suitcase. The yeah. your she suitca- does the same thing to him. Oh, okay. Because he's got to go. Oh, okay. So it's, she walks over then, uh, puts a bullet in his head, and, um, uh, and she, then what does she do? She puts the mouse away, she closes the case, you know, and, and she puts the type down. And then she uh, she sits, uh, she kneels on the ground and she prays. And she prays for the uh, to, to the God that she prays to, then the vengeance that they have wreaked upon these men in uniform that are, are treacherous, godless devil creatures all over the world. And she says they must all be eradicated and destroyed. And she she uh, walks out and she uh, looks outside. And she did they take a did they drive a jeep here? What did they yes drive? they did. Yep. So, so she goes outside and the jeeps have on the back of them the extra gas. Yep. She gets, gets yep. the extra gas and she says, "Oh, um, this is I guess this would be in her head. There's no one to talk to." But she does talk to herself and she says, "Oh, much like when the, much like when the horrible soldiers left the convent in flames." burning it down to the ground when all of my sisters were taken and tortured and killed. Uh, this place must be burned too. And she takes the gas can inside and, and starts putting the gas into the kitchen and a few other places. Okay. Spreading I, it around. A point of clarification. Mm-hmm. Art, do you remember when you... when Franny took... Franny took some sample of brain matter. Am I correct in that? Yes. I remember her putting it in a refrigerator, mm-hmm. but I could be totally wrong. Yep. Is that the refrigerator in Richard's house? Uh, yeah, she did put it in the refrigerator in Richard's house. The idea was that to then bring it to, she was going to bring it to the other lab, um, but I, I think she was wounded before she was able to move that sample. Wow. That's what I remember <clears throat> as well. So can you make an idea roll, Sister B? Yeah, I was going to say, well, I, An intelligence roll. Oh, yeah, that's good for her. Oh my goodness, twenty-three. That's a hard success. Okay, so for whatever reason, as you're pouring gas all through this house, I mean, the original intent while you're there uh, is uh, you think for for some reason you're compelled to look in the refrigerator. Hmm. Maybe she had gone in there. Maybe she, there was a pitcher of ice water at one time. And perhaps, yeah, and she recalls that. And she's, oh, she goes to the refrigerator and opens it up and says, oh, the, the ice water and uh, something next to it. So does it, does she? I, I think it would be clear enough that whatever Franny put it in, right? Like it would be odd and it would stick out. Um, and OK, so she takes she reaches in, she takes the sample and she she looks at it and she says out loud, she says, Richard, I don't know if this is you or not. I'm going to find out if it was you. And then we're going to cut to Buddy and Colette. Okay. As the gas fumes rise up all around, you know, it's reeks of gas and you're talking to the to the brain matter. All right. Uh, so Buddy and Colette uh, with, with uh, we'll say that Eddie has as basically bid y'all good evening um he he wants to he wants to get some sleep which isn't hasn't been unusual for him he's been quite tired uh and as he as he went to his room he was gripping ever so tightly 
the book. And in fact, gripping it so tightly, he left the bloody bag with the other book in the car. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so Buddy would bring that in. Um, the what bloody I've, bag? Yeah. Would I've noticed it? Yeah, I would think okay. so. Okay. So I'd bring that in. Um, and Buddy's going to immediately go and uh, shower and change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you... Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. Um, Emily, is Colette doing anything while while Buddy's doing that? Uh, honestly, probably the same thing. Colette did not throw up on herself, but it's been a very, very rough afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so are we all in one hotel room or are we i envisioned so, you two in a room and me separately next but... to, okay excellent <laughs> um so then um when buddy is done showering and changed he's going to check on eddie and try to grab and try to get the book um uh, to look through it while um while eddie is sleeping interesting and he's not going to be sneaky about it. He's not going to try and be devious. Um, you yeah. know, he would even be like, "Okay, if if Eddie starts to wake up, he's hey, uh, it's okay. You can keep sleeping. Uh, I just want to look through this while you're while you're sleeping." Okay. Uh, all right. Then make a let's let's make a Dex roll, and if you make the Dex roll, then we'll say you're able to do it without waking him up. And if uh, if you don't, then he's a little restless. No, and, I, I did not make it. Okay, so he's so uh, he he's pretty restless right now, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm thinking you would you would probably think that though you want to do it really badly, there might be a slightly more advantageous time to pull this off. Or no? Okay, so um, I'm, ask, I'm asking. I'm not stating, but <sighs> I'm saying he's pretty restless. I mean, I I don't think that. Because you know, Buddy doesn't know anything about this. Okay. Uh, you know, the thing that's going on between him and the book. Um, his experience is that Eddie has needed some, uh, you know, evening naps or uh, you know, early okay. bedtimes recently, uh, and there's no reason he needs to have a book in bed with him. Okay. Um, and I don't think he would expect Eddie to. You know, just take like a five minute nap and then come right back. And then we have a, you know, have a clue session. Unless you think that that makes sense. Like, you know, has he taken extremely short naps and and this is something that would be normal for him? Because otherwise, I think he would just, you know, actually kind of forcefully give it a give it a pull out of his hand. Okay. All right. Uh, Then as you do kind of hold on to the book and and you grab it, make a pal roll. Okay. Wow, that's even worse. Oh, but it's a success. Okay. And so it just feels very heavy to you. It feels very strange. And uh, like you're looking at the book and you're like, it's just a book, but it's so heavy. Hmm. Okay. Weird. Uh, so I would uh, step out of the room, uh, close the door, and you know, go sit down on whatever this couch, desk, whatever. Um, and open it up to what I think 
would be roughly, uh, you know, sort of glancing over at Eddie while he was looking through the book, you know, roughly the same spot. Like if he was midway, I'd open it up midway. If he was right at the beginning, I'd, you know, because um, I'm, I'm really looking for that Casper Muscovine. Um, yeah. And I'm looking for Lana. Okay. So as you flip through the book, uh, what you encounter is, you, you remember that discourse between Joe and the voice on the other side of the book? It was this like big discourse, like Joe was writing, "Who are you?" And then the book would like respond. Oh, right, right, yeah. Uh huh. So, so you you basically run into that. You run into this kind of strange, like there's somebody's handwriting conversation. And then, well, no, the no, because he like oh because he, right, he, it wrote in the book to okay. to her, and then I didn't wrote, realize that I would be able to see that side of it. I was envisioning that side not actually existing, but only existing no, in Joe's head. No, it fully exists. Okay, and so yeah, hmm. and so they're writing back and forth to each other in it. Okay, do you want to actually? Can you like just hit the high points of that? Sure. Um, it was it was something really more the, for I, viewers who haven't listened to previous seasons sure it was a it was a discourse between joe who's a younger character who had this journal for some time and uh the writing has always kind of appeared in this journal and so there's writing and it was uh it, it started writing to or it started writing while joe was reading and she had the idea to write back to it and it was it was a very vague conversation essentially Joe was trying to. Do you have it there, Emily? Is it? Yeah, I, I think I just found it. Okay, go for it. You take it. Um, well, I found the vision in the cave first. We don't have to get like super detailed. I just wanted to, you know, skim the high points. Uh, you know, just. Uh, okay, I, I guess I didn't find it because the scene that I found okay, is when so Joe was seeing a new entry that seemed to be about a prophet, a man being okay. held somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, there, there is a slight discourse to those regards. Uh, she's trying to understand who this voice is. And uh, he talks about being held somewhere. So I, I think that's right on. Okay. So that's really the point is it there's a, yeah. there's this person being you, held somewhere. Yeah, and then you then you turn to this other page, and uh, as you as you, sorry, flipping past that conversation, you see Casper Muscovane's name written over and over and over and over again for like five or six pages, and when you get to the last one, it's just his name at the top of the page. Um, does the handwriting, and this is a, yeah, a loaded question, does the handwriting look masculine or feminine? Like, is there any, you know, some, um, sure. some script can kind of look feminine and some of it can look, you know, horribly written and, you know, that, that someone might think it's that legible, it might be but more it's masculine. It's legible, but terse. Okay. How's okay. that? That's helpful. Does it match any of the other handwriting in the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of it except for the one, you know, in this like obvious kind of back and forth between two characters. Oh, interesting. So it's it's definitely all written by the same person. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll I'll keep looking and see if there's any mention of Lana. 
Okay. And roll a spot hidden. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Um, where's my spot hidden? Yeah, that is well into extreme success. Okay, cool. The Wow, you just rolled an extreme success. I know. I'm so proud of you, Art. Yeah. It has, okay. Statistically, it has to happen at some point. Statistically, it could never. Okay. That's true. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so back through one of the entries, he's mostly referring to her. He doesn't really use a lot of names throughout this text, but you find as you're kind of flipping back uh, and he's talking about an argument between him and usually he frames these arguments as she really wants me to, but he kind of slips in this one and it says, you know, Lana really wants me to use this power. And it's like, it kind of directly says her mm. name. Okay. Um, are there any references anywhere in the book to dates? There are initially, the beginning of the book is dated and seems to be a current time. And, and then the entries stop being dated. Um, what is the most recent date? Like how, how long is it? Like a month ago, a year ago? The most recent date, here, I'll give it to you like this. The most recent date is about a week and a half after Richard's abduction and return. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, Colette, anything you want to do? So I don't know if this came up earlier, but the whole reason that Colette came out West is because she was headed for an artist's commune in Santa Fe. So she is an artist. Uh, in her room, she's going to start trying to just um, sketch artist style, record the things that she saw today, both the pictures that came back to her of the abduction that memory she didn't realize she had, and also some of the things that she saw in the house that she was okay. too traumatized to look really closely at in the moment, but now she's trying to recreate them. And mostly I wonder if while recreating these images, she notices anything that didn't occur to her the first time. Make another idea roll. Is idea intelligence? Yeah. That's an extreme success. Ooh, 15. Of course it is. Look at y'all. I'm so it. proud of y'all tonight. <laughs> We're going to solve this whole mystery tonight. <laughs> oh, show's over. All right. Let me, if you're okay with this, uh, Colette, I want to give you a, a, I want to give you something solid there, but it's going to take me a minute to think about what exactly that would be. Are you okay if I cut over to Sam for a moment? Absolutely. And then, and then I'll come back to you with what that piece of information is that you remember. Usually we cut to somebody else or, or, um, you know, cut to a break when someone rolls a critical failure. <laughs> this is good. I like it. I know. I'm trying to be equal. I'm trying yeah. to bring some balance here, you know? Nice. Trying to actually be a nice human? Wow, weird. No, I never said that. Don't, <laughs> dare Don't put that me. on you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sam, what are you doing? 
Well, a part of my, my, my route would take me back to the nunnery or where Sister B is just to check in and see how she's doing. So I presume I'd swing by and she'd be missing. Is that is that fair? Yeah, you know, uh, Sister uh, Sister Anna Marie would answer the door, though. And uh, say, Good evening, no. sir. What could I do for you? Uh, good evening, sister. If I'm wearing a hat, I'd take it down. I'd say... Uh, uh, yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, I'm just checking in on a, a sister B, Biala Pushkin. I uh, just want to see how she's faring. Um, I, I believe she's out uh, serving the the poor of this world at this moment. Oh, oh, of course she is. That is both, her, both in her spirit task. and in health. A wonderful, wonderful servant of the Lord she is. Yeah, of course, of course. And, and any chance you know which direction she went off to there, sister? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be able to tell you. She, she just said that uh, she would be out and about uh, serving the the poorest of spirit today. The poorest of spirit. Would I infer anything from that, keeper? Being uh, maybe a reference to Richard himself, or uh, in terms of uh, uh, the poorest of spirit. Poorest of spirit. Uh, what What do you think, Sister B? Would you have said? Would you? Was that what you had in mind? If it's not, I'm just going to keep moseying around town. Yeah, keep moseying around town then. That sounds lovely. So I give a nod to Sister. I'd give her a, a dollar. I had a fish out of my pocket. I said, you know, please put this in for the collection. And uh, bless you. Bless you, sir. Oh, of course, of course. And uh, uh, this is uh, this is for a greater cause. So thank you, sir, sister. Uh, if, if Sister B comes back, have her give her the house a ring uh, this evening. Uh, be good to chat with her. And uh, your house is what, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just the rudest today. Uh, I'm Mr. Sam Wagoneer there, sister. I, I may not... Uh, I'll come by uh, uh, to patronize you, uh, you, you all too often, but uh, I do in spirit. And she just gets a really funny look on her face, kind of like the keeper. And uh, she, <laughs> a lot she, of people she, patronize she, convents. <laughs> she, he blesses you and closes the door and says, "Strangest man just came by." <laughs> uh, so I suppose I get back in my car. And, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess curiosity would be getting at me this time. I'd, I'd probably drive down just to do kind of a pass through the streets. Okay. And make a spot hidden as you're passing through the streets. Ooh, a 14. Uh, okay. That's a hard success. All right. And so what I'll say is probably you see, um, you see Buddy and Eddie and Colette walking into their hotel rooms. Uh, and you just like you catch them from the side as you're passing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And and as you're passing by the hotel or the motel on the way into the straits. So they're not in like a they're on a motel kind of like right on the edge of the straits. Um, okay. and, and so you would see them as you're passing by. Uh, and you just kind of make mental note of it. Oh, that's where they are. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm not all too friendly with them, uh, given the prior events. But they're nice folk. They're nice folk. And I know that they're uh, uh, policing-like. And so I probably would be a little 
little package in terms of my interest uh, more than anything else. But I'm going to continue my way into the straits. Uh, just uh, uh, look at, is there like a, a local dive bar in the straits? Sure. Water and hole? Well, it's got to be a dive bar. It be a fine establishment. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Sam, Sam pulls on up. Uh, make sure he's got himself. You know, I mean, it's it's an area where people have been disappearing, so he wants to make sure he's got his uh, he's uh, his equipment on him, so to speak. And uh, he locks up his car. And no, uh, I, I I don't I don't know what you mean. Could you elaborate for the keeper what your equipment might be? Uh, my I got yeah, I got I got weapon on me there, keeper. You know. Okay. All right. Okay. That, that's a little better. Thank you. That fair? Sure. And a, and a knife. That'd probably be the two things he's got on him. Uh, everything else he's probably got locked up in the car. And make sure he uh, 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 kind of covers it up in the back seat. And uh, he'll he'll jaunter on in to the uh, saloon. Okay. And this uh, jaunter. This barkeep doesn't look <laughs> as as happy to see you. He's kind of looking at you out of the side of his eye. Yeah, how you doing there, sir? Uh, you open today? Yep. Now, what you got on tap there? Beer. Mighty fine, mighty fine. Is it cold? It's beer. Perfect. Uh, why don't you uh, uh, pour me up one, and uh, uh, is it all right if I sit up here at the counter? And... You notice him grab a, a glass out of the sink that's not clean. And he pours you a big old beer and he slams it down and will cut to Sister B. Is, is Wayne muted? Yeah, Wayne's a little bit muted. Get back. Muted. There you go. I was just just saying, a little just a little muted. I was just recollecting Rick's experience in uh, Ipswich with the bar in with the web people. Well, yeah, he doesn't have very good luck with, with uh <laughs> Yeah, what is this? I go I go talking bartenders, I'm just pissing everyone off. All right. Have you been to, have you been to Ipswich? <laughs> the first bartender was fine. You just mad at him because he couldn't remember the word dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fault. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Not his fault. Well, life's weird. weird. Yeah, well. But anyway, all right, Sister B, you got two dead soldiers. Uh, oh, you're you're standing in a, a, a room full of gas. Mm -hmm. And Sister B uh, takes suitcase and puts uh, and puts a, a brain wraps the brain in um, in some soft lin uh, linens and uh, and socks and such like that, and and puts it in corner of suitcase. And then uh, it, within suitcase pulls out wood matches, which she keeps handy. And uh, because she lights many candles, you know, and she steps towards the door and she's and she's uh, she says, oh, it is time for the time for the, the convent to finally burn. There's been too much uh, terrible things that have happened here than the torture from the soldiers. She's going back and forth with her memories. And she says, it's it's a. It is a sad thing to see it go, but it is no. There is no no one left. All the nuns are gone. Sister Joe is gone, who was here most recently, and all the elder sisters were taken and murdered by the soldiers. And she strikes the match, and she tosses it into the room. Okay. So our our cut scene or our scene is a 
a wide shot from the front of Richard's house and there's a huge whooshing sound, right? As the flames kind of part behind Sister B and there's a momentary like rush as all the oxygen sucked inside the house. And I'm going to guess this isn't the first time Sister B's done this. And in her mind, that rush of oxygen to feed the flames like that is is the voice of God. It's right? the vengeance of it's the vengeance of God that are being wreaked upon the soldiers and the people who are godless and deserve the retribution for having destroyed these sisters in the convent and tortured them. It's the power of the Lord. And and as she as she smiles with her suitcase walking out the door unflinchingly, um, there's a, a another little pop as the flames go right outside the first story windows it just kind of bursts all the glass out no huge explosion but um just a nice rush of the fire and as she's walking away it's licking up richard's house no i'm more of a vision of she's she's stepping a big big marching steps forward with her her doc martin boots on under (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. absolutely cool 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 nuns don't watch explosions (laughs) <laughs> that's what I, yeah I, no i wasn't saying she was watching it i was yeah, saying no, she's I know. walking away it's like the glass is popping out of the windows yep. it's all slow motion i suppose mm-hmm. and uh she with suitcase and she goes through it and she uh, just glances over at the, the jeep and just takes a quick peek in the jeep to see if there's any duffel bags anything because she knew they came to the house but for what reason and she see, wants to see if there's anything in the jeep that is significant for what their reason was for coming to the house. And it could be dual. If they were Soviet soldiers, they would have had other things um, perhaps uh, to take these sisters away in. Or if it's the soldiers that were coming to Richard's house, they might have had something in there for uh, doing surveillance or uh, searching for materials. Uh, Sister B, make a luck roll first. Okay. Her luck's not that great. That's okay. And she misses that. Okay. So there's no keys in the Jeep. That's the first thing she notices. And then as she looks around, kind of ruffling around. uh, Jeeps didn't have keys. They just have a button. Oh, okay. Well, there you Mm -hmm. go. Then, uh, Oh, that's right. We've already been through this. My fault. All right. Uh, Their rifles are left in the Jeep. And there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of anything. There... uh, there's no there's no paperwork there's nothing it's um she's only guessing that they were sent to the house to probably look for something oh she wants to do something she stops and pauses for a second and uh rubs her chin and she thinks back what were the insignias Did, did they have proper insignias on their uniform or were there any odd insignias were they and there... united United States Army insignias, or were there strange things, or they perhaps they were insignias that were pulled off, and there was this. And this is really confusing for her because she was pretty sure that they were, they were Soviet, Soviet. Mm -hmm. and and now that she's thinking about it, she she seems to remember U.S. flags, and and it's really it kind of hurts her head a little bit, and she's she's not she's not a hundred percent sure. Yep. Okay. And we're gonna. We're going to cut from her confusion to Colette. And Colette, I'm going to ask you what your character's prepared for. Would you like a vision that might cost you some sanity? 
Or would you like a vision that, uh, though informative, uh, would leave your character fairly stable? Wow. As a player, you're asking me what I want to do to Colette, not what Colette would like to know. No, I'm saying like, what what is Colette like? I'm thinking about Colette's mind and what it's starting to access. And do you think Colette's at a space where she's relaxed enough or or disarmed enough for a very intense vision? Or is Colette so guarded that this would be a piece of information maybe from where she was living in the house? I got to know where Colette's at. Okay, so she is not relaxed, but she is very desperate to know what is hidden in her own mind. So if she can brute force it, then she'll take the sanity vision. But if not, uh, she is not relaxed or disarmed right now. Okay, Uh, then make a sand roll. Okay. Relaxed is probably the wrong word, (laughs) but I would just say... I've passed that. Okay. And I I have this kind of vision of Colette sitting at the desk. There's drawings all around her, right? As she's been trying to sketch out these things. And and she takes a minute and she folds her hands in her lap and takes a deep breath and starts to think backwards. And she can't remember, but she imagines herself leaving the army base. And so she imagines herself walking out of it. Um, This is, to be clear, this is not a memory. This is Colette trying to access that memory. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a quick pop in her mind of um, her being strapped down, like with leather cuffs on her arms. And and it, it takes her out of the memory like really fast. And so she tries to get back into it. She 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 breathes deep. She's trying to, as you said, brute force it. Um and she's seeing a needle enter her arm and uh the syringe is filled with a purplish fluid and it pops her back out very quickly, right? Like her mind trying to protect her from what's going on. And then um there's a moment uh, where she looks up and um, uh, the the memory actually like punches her out of the vision. And uh, she sees uh, women in the background in nurses uniforms, carrying babies around and um it throws her out so much that uh, it, she can't get back. She's kind of left shaking. She's not scarred. She's not traumatized, but she's left shaking too hard to push it any further. And on that note, we'll end. Wow. All right. Uh, so I probably need to do this. So that is going to do it for us tonight. Until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. So for me, for Michael, for Rick, for Emily, for Wayne, and for Scott, thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.
Now let me show you my Arnold Schwarzenegger. I am Sham Wagoneer. I come from Texas. <laughs> I do believe in you, Dewey. I believe you're going to fail. I'm sorry, are you still talking? Sam's going to be quiet. You say important things. Could you repeat it for me? Did I go too far? I didn't catch any of that, dear. Well, isn't that, isn't that peculiar? You're not funny. Fuck you, I'll cricket <laughs> your cricket, mother cricket.